Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you here in the cave in St. Louis. Kenny Aronoff with us back in the studio in Los Angeles. We're going to take calls with Kenny next hour. He's also brought six different instruments with him that they've got scattered all over the studio back there. He's going to play them next hour with us as well, and uh, he'll explain what those instruments are. The song that you heard during the break, John Cougar Mellencamp's Jack and Diane, of course, Kenny, what was that aha moment for you when you were playing the drums for any one of the many superstars you played with? And you just said, oh, my God, I'm Kenny Aronoff, and I'm playing with these people. (laughs) Wow, there's so many. Oh, my God. I mean, I'd say the first big one would be when my first show with John John Cougar Mellencamp, and we were opening up for the Kinks, and this is, like, a long time ago. It's my first time in a big arena and I, you know, I don't get nervous at all now, but back then I was really scared. And huh. we were opening up for the Kinks, and they were my heroes. I mean, it was the first, that, it was the beginning of like, oh my God, those are the guys that I was listening to their music and probably playing their music in bands, and now I'm in a band opening up for them. So that would be the first like, whoa, kabam, you know? And the other one would be, the next one following that would be when Jack and Diane went to number one. Oh, yeah. And, and back then, you know, there was only album-oriented stations and top 100 hit stations. So it wasn't like there was all these different stations. So if you were number one on uh, an album, was number one on the album-oriented stations, and you were number one on the hit, I mean, you couldn't get... That song was on every radio station. You were all over MTV. I mean, it was huge. It was seriously number one. No names to, to mention. You don't have to do that. But have you ever played for an artist that you just didn't like? Well, let's just put it this way. Yeah, there have been some it, situations where it, it gets ugly on stage. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's not fun. Um, and um, it's hard. You know, when you're a drummer, you're, you're, you're playing with all this physical might. And you get very emotional. Your adrenaline's going up. And, and you know, and, and if you get like a nasty look or some, and that, that singer... That's what I'm mostly referring mm-hmm, to. Mm-hmm. Is they're having a, t- a hard time, and they vent on me. It's not. It's weird. It's like they're they they. I, I'm there to help them, and they're screaming at me because they're having a hard time, and it ha- has nothing to do with me. You need to talk Tommy into letting you play at one of our live stage shows when they start again, because I sing, Kenny. We'd have some fun. Oh doing man, that. let's do it. I'm I'm like an old Elvis and Sinatra guy. Fantastic. Um, uh, Let's do it. Did you ever meet Elvis Presley, or was he gone by that time? He was gone. I met, uh, I just went to Memphis to celebrate in Mississippi, Jerry Lee Lewis. And, um, you know, it was the famous, um, the famous picture was at the Million Dollar Quartet with Elvis, Jerry Lee, Johnny Cash, and Carl Perkins. And I've, I've worked with all of them, but the one guy I never met or played with was Elvis. How about uh, Sinatra? Ever meet him? Uh, I got to see his last show in Palm Springs, and he didn't know it was his last show. It was we. I was recording Willie Nelson's record, and Willie says, "You know, ah, uh, you guys, I, I'm not gonna make it uh, tomorrow because I got to do this thing. I'm opening up for Sinatra at uh, for St. Jude's, you know, uh, charity." Yeah. And Don was went, "Well, we're going with you." And <laughs> we we piled in the cars. Like a bunch of kids, and we went there, and wow, watching Sinatra, his whole shtick was unbelievable. 
These drummers, like the drummers that play in the groups on the Tonight Show and things like that, yeah. do they make a lot of money doing that? I think if you're doing a regular show like the Letterman Show, or you're doing uh, I definitely Tonight Show, and uh, they, they, yeah, they make enough money to do pretty good. You That's know? great. Yeah, they do. They make enough money to be able to, you know, pay their bills, be a musician, pick up, you know, sessions when they can. You know, the only thing is it it keeps you in town. If you're going to be the drummer on the Letterman show, and I subbed for Anton Fig, uh, I think I did 75 shows on the Letterman show, and I'd say most of them, no, I shouldn't say, I'd say about two-thirds of them is when I was a sub, and that was exciting. I love that. Kenny, have you ever gotten one of those calls where the drummer got sick the night of a show, and you had to be plugged in? Pretty close to it, yeah. Yep. Oh. Well, yep. how, do, how do you how do you play? How, well, see, how do you know the music and stuff? Well, I write everything out. I'm like I'm you do I'm for famous. yourself for every song, every note. Wow! So I literally like when I do like Kennedy Center Honors or like like last year I was doing Fogarty in Vegas and then I had to fly all the way to Moscow, get off the plane, go right into the Kremlin to rehearse for four hours. The next day, rehearse for eight hours and then film and record a show for four hours. 34 songs. They'd been rehearsing for 10 days. I couldn't make it until I did. I had every single thing written out, tempos, and then when the rehearsal, I ask who's counting off. If I'm counting off, I ask who's the, you know, I I, I get everything written down, everything. And when I do shows like Kennedy Center Honors, I get the script, and I talk to the stage manager, the, the producer, and the musical director, and I know exactly when to count off, who has to tune guitars, uh, somebody has to read a teleprompter, I run the whole thing, you know, with the help of the MD. And I get all that. So I write, I've learned, it took me years and years and years and years to get that skilled, but it pays off for a situation like that. Kenny's got a book out called Sex, Drums, Rock and Roll, The Hardest Hitting Man in Show Business, and his website is his name, KennyIronoff.com, which we've got linked up for you at coasttocoastam.com. Kenny, what's the strangest story you've encountered that you can say on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. I can say a lot on the radio if I say it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> please, God, please. Well, one time, uh, this is not too bad. It's the last show of a tour when uh, we're playing for 30,000 people. It's Mellencamp up at the, at the, at the World in, outside of Chicago. And I said to John, you know, he kept teasing me, man, you wear the same thing every night. I didn't. I had, I wore, it was summertime, so I was wearing shorts, uh, tank top, baseball hat backwards, and, uh, you know, uh, some high-top sneakers. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to throw all my clothes in the audience the last night of the show. And he didn't say anything. So I, I, I'm walking out at, for the encore. Uh, and I, I said, I'm going to throw my clothes in the audience. And he looks at me and goes, don't do it, don't do it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm going to do it. He was totally egging me on. I take everything off except my boxer shorts. I get off stage afterwards, and I'm like just laughing my head off. And some guy comes up to me with a suit. On and I uh, says, are, are you uh, are you the drummer of the band? Are you Kenny Aronoff? I'm thinking he wants my autograph. I said, yeah. He pulls out his badge and handcuffs me. Oh. Then it gets better. Then John is laughing at me. Then the the the, the promoters like, gets in his face. Says, what are you doing? You know who this guy is? He says, I'm sorry. And he starts to take me across the back of the stage. And I whisper in his ear. I said, dude, listen. And this is the truth. I said, I'm I'm a deputy sheriff in Indiana. He looks at me and says, that's Indiana, son. You're in Illinois. <laughs> and, all right, so it gets better. I get thrown into a room, and I'm uh, 
I'm like, wow. And my girlfriend is out there, you know, and she's all worried. Like, what's going on? And uh, I'm just standing, and all of a sudden, a female cop comes in. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And I, Whoa. And I'm like, uh, and I'm complaining to her. I'm like, like you know, this is, this is BS, man. You can't. Do, and, and then she takes her hat off, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. And then. <laughs> and then I said, listen, listen, I'm running around. Let's just put it this way. I'm running around with my hands handcuffed behind me like a chicken saying, you, you, no, 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 no. And nothing happened, but I was left there uh, running around, and John came in with his wife and like, how's it going, Kenny? How's it going, you know? And eventually I got out of there. But, yeah, that was uh, there was a moment <laughs> there where I, I thought I was going to jail, and then there was a moment there I thought I was going to be molested by a female Cop, when when you're at an event playing drums, are they your drums or yeah. okay? You bring your own in. No, I have, we have crews, so I never processions and for at, at the level I'm at processions and on tour, I have a a drum tech that sets up everything it, it, to my specifications. As a matter of fact, in the heyday when there were so many sessions, there was one period where I had three different drum sets scattered around L.A. in three different locations. Wow. And same with Nashville, or they, you know, we, I just didn't have time. They, they, the crews didn't have enough time to pack it up. I mean, one was like Cheryl Crow with Willie Nelson, and then I'm, I'm doing this other show with Melissa Etheridge and uh, Willie Nelson, uh, and then running to a rehearsal. Oh, yeah, it's, it, so I don't touch anything. I just walk in there, I, I make sure everything's right, and then away we go. And during the show, uh, it, not in the ses studio, but during the show, a tech is sitting right behind me because if something goes wrong, that's that that could be pretty uh, detrimental to the, the the show. And my job is to make the boss look good and to control the band, you know. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I have to. I have a mixer behind me, and my mm -hmm. tech is mixing the show. So if I need a little bit of this or a little not any of that, he's doing it for me. Doesn't the drums really set the tempo for the entire performance? Absolutely. We set the tempo and the energy of the whole show. My job is to to motivate. I'm a team leader, you know. I'm I'm like kind of like the Tom Brady of the Patriots. I come out there. People know what they're going to get. They know this that I'm a problem solver. We have a plan. But if something goes awry, I am the type of guy who can bail us out. I set the tone. I set the tempo, um, and and create the energy. And people will hire me to be that guy because they know I will motivate the room, motivate the team, and I have a great attitude. Do you have to tune up a drum, or is, is it what it is? No, you have to, yes, absolutely tune it up. And, and as hard as I play, you have to retune, you know. But, uh, you know, the gear they're making nowadays has is is gotten so good that I know I, there's different, different types of heads, uh, I, I mean, I, I tested it. I switched drum head companies. I'm famous for not leaving companies. But I spent a year playing a different company's heads uh, to help help a buddy of mine test them. Yeah. And, and in the end, the, he, the, the engineer at the front of house in these big venues and the engineer in my studio kept going, like, well, what did you do different to your drums today? And it was these new heads, the Mylar had a certain... And you can hear the difference, oh, too, yeah. can't you? Yep. And so I literally switched companies because of the heads and the, the way they made the heads and the mylar that they used. It had a certain you know, frequency and a, and a f sound and tone. It made the drum sound better than it ever did.
Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.